Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, you're live with us here on YouTube. This is Wulong Talks. We're back again. Uh, back to podcast episode number six. Um, as usual, my name's Jason P. I'm here and I'm hosting. Uh, and I'm with the boys, partners in crime, Alvin and Richard. Alvin, say what's up, man. What peeps? And Rich Kid. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. Ça va? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little distracted because there's a mosquito flying around. If you're in the UK and you're watching this, it's been super duper hot in London, hotter than we're used to. We like rain and clouds. Well, we don't like rain and clouds, but we're used to rain and clouds, and it's super hot right now. Um, and there's just mosquitoes invading the, the house right now. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Um, if you see me slapping myself, I'm not losing it. It's just there's mosquitoes <laughs> everywhere, so try and ignore that, okay? Jason, uh, hey, yo. Jay, let, let the mosquito bite you. You might get its powers. Go on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah, well, the, the ability to suck blood, yeah? <laughs> and become a pain in the ass. <laughs> All right, man. So, guys, before we get cracking, because there's been so much movie news this week, um, and obviously there's our big topic that we want to discuss as well. Um, what have you been up to this week, and is there anything fun you wanted to share with anybody? Uh, Rich, we'll start with you, man. Um, my, my week's been pretty quiet, so Jude. I mean, I haven't, I haven't even had a chance to go and pick up my daily comic books, which was yesterday. Um, uh, I, I watched uh, an interview with uh, the writer of, uh, of the, Black Pan the current Black Panther, Comic, um, which was which was really really good. Um, what else did I watch? Well, gee, how can I forget? I watched Stranger Things. That show is amazing. I don't know if you guys have seen it, as in like now, and you guys out there as well. But um, it's it's definitely definitely like a, a, a well written, a well acted show, uh, and I can't wait for season two to kick in. So you know, I'm not even gonna go into it too much because you guys haven't seen it. Um, so there's that. And then, and then obviously on the weekend, I mean, this is slightly deviating, but I still consider it like, you know, geek culture, I still merchandise and that stuff. UFC 202, my boy Conor McGregor went the full distance of Nate Diaz and got the win out. I'm happy, man. Like, you know, you know, Conor McGregor's cool as hell, and, you know, Irish is the closest thing to white to black, as far as I'm concerned, man. All Irish people are black, so I'm, I'm down, and they're cool, man. So, yeah. That, that's how my week's been to tell the truth. Cool, cool. Well, if you know Richard well, you know that nothing makes him happier than watching uh, sweaty men pound each other on the weekend. <laughs> um, Alvin, what have you been up to? Uh, well, to <laughs> well, since we, uh, we were last on air, uh, I saw Suicide Squad again. And um, it's not as good the second time round. <laughs> it really isn't. Like The music really annoyed me. Because it changed often, um, but yeah, I'm not. It's still an alright movie, but I don't think I'll buy it on Blu-ray now at all. I think oh. I'll wait until it's in the bargain bin, if anything. And uh, I recently, well, today, just joined uh, joined a bit of the old Instagram, giving it a go, yeah, seeing what's up. So that's cool. If you want to give us a follow at Big A G L eighty five, not Big A eighty five G L on Instagram. Are you, are you posting some stuff and that? You sure that's it, yeah? You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why are you making it sound like I'm hiding something? No, I'm just saying, because you couldn't get it right the first time, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now, innit? Yeah, it's right, innit? 
Why are you trying to make me doubt myself? No. Uh, and um, listen, Lenny. And that's about it. Lenny, all I'm saying is, I'll just ask if you got it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Not man, you're confusing me in it. And uh, nah, that's about it though. Now, nah, apart from that, nothing's ma- nothing major's going on in it. I mean, I'm just waiting for T. Te- oh, Fear the Walking Dead came back, but I'm not even. I don't even can be do can be doing with that anymore. Literally, I, I literally don't care about it. I'm like, not bothered. But apart from that, that's all that's been going on. Cool, cool. Thank you, man. Well, um, for me, not much. I've been. I'm kind of halfway through uh, a book called *The Fireman* by Joe Hill, um, which has been a really good read so far. Um, but I've just, for some reason, I'm I'm not able to read anything at the moment. I I kind of have to be in the zone when it comes to reading books. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a very good book. It's like about a virus that causes people to spontaneously combust and. Um, how humanity kind of tries to to deal with that. Um, so it's very kind of post-apocalyptic with kind of horror and comedy undertones as well. Um, well, not comedy, but like a kind of dark humour um, undertones. Really. But um, yeah, that's been good. And um, also, I've been watching Combiner Wars as well. Transformer Combiner Wars. In fact, as you can all see, I've got the Transformers T-shirt on today. Um, Transformer Combiner Wars has, has been killing it, man. That's that's been giving me my fix because you know as I've said many times before I'm a diehard kind of G1 Transformers fan and um, Combiner Wars really combines all the elements that I love about G1 so um, yeah really really enjoying it so do check that out I believe it's available on YouTube so um, you know if you're on YouTube just type in Transformers Combiner Wars um, and check it out it's it's a good look man okay should we get started with the movie news then, chaps? Because there's been quite a lot over the past couple of days. It, I thought we were going into this and it was going to be pretty quiet, but it seems like it in the last 48 hours alone, it's all just started getting on top. But um, let's start with what could arguably be called the biggest news um, so far, and that is that uh, the story broke uh, online at several sources that. Um, uh, Zendaya, the young lady who is playing a character who we previously believed was the name Michelle um, in the forthcoming Spider-Man Homecoming movie, um, is actually, according to rumors, playing uh, none other than Mary Jane. Um, guys, what did you think of the news when this came out? Um, and you know, how do you feel she's going to fit into the story? Uh, well... Number one, you mean Mary Jane Watson, not Mary Jane, as in the nickname for weed. Um, number two, I think everybody knew it was Mary Jane Watson, apart from you. <laughs> <laughs> as out there, man, be like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, number two, how old is she? How old is Zenda? She's like a model or something. Was she on Disney or something like that? Well, that's the thing. I I don't really know a lot about her. I mean, I've kind of come across her but only through social media um, from what I know I believe she's um, an actress she's appeared in a few um, Disney shows um, yeah. so she's big in the, the Disney house um, she does do some singing as well um, she's quite politically active as well from what I gather um, but I believe she's only about like 18 or, or 19 years old she's not like put, put it this way we're not getting another 30 year old playing a, a teenager she is um, yeah, that's yeah, so 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 they're sticking to the ethos of like, you know, making Spider-Man a kid or a teenager. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, I, I'm re- I'm really happy with it. I mean, like, as you know, Jay, you know, we we work together, give or take. I I put a post up, 
on on the Instagram for us, and I think the, like it's just a prime example of the reason why Marvel Studios is is just doing so well. It's because they they're just realizing that that the world isn't just isn't just one thing. Is there's so many different things, as in like and you know <laughs> trying to cut corners. There's so many different shades, you know. Like yeah, I think I think it's just just a really is is a bold move, but it's a bold move that works, and I don't think anybody should really bat an eyelid. Like as lo- as long as she in 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 you know conveys the spirit of Mary Jane Watson, then that's fine. I mean it's been done before on screen, and some of those some performances have been like amazing. Like look at Morgan Freeman in in Shawshank Redemption, the character that he plays, Red, in the book is is a white redhead Irishman, you know. But you know, but you know he he, he, he you know he just knocks out the park. So I'm I'm really happy with that man. I'm really happy with that, and I can't wait till she turns twenty twenty one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Alvin, please save us from this this free press. <laughs> uh, yeah, in the most mank way possible. I'm not fucking bothered. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, someone's been cast as a character in a thing. Great, great for them. You know what I mean? And great for their career. It's like, I don't think there's anything to get upset about. It's just, like like Rachel said, as long as she maintains the spirit of the character, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care. I mean, have the dyed her hair red or a shade of red? Probably um, not as far as I know. I mean, I haven't seen anything the, from the set to say that she's got red hair. But they're not um, going to give her ginger hair because it would look weird on her, innit? Yeah, yeah. But, but they they could go red, like actual red, red. Yeah, right. they've been very careful with the set photos. I mean, people have been like reposting um, older photos from her social media where she dyed her hair red. Mm, yeah. um, so she, the, there's pictures of her out there with, um, as a redhead, but I don't think they're necessarily like set photos from um, the movie with, with her with red hair. Um, but there is, um, you know, there's 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 not a lot of. You know, like when sometimes when Marvel come out with, um, or, or when they don't come out with casting news or story news or anything like that, and um, you immediately get them coming out saying, no, 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 this isn't true, and blah, 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 blah. There's been a lot of quiet around this, and yeah. nobody official has come out and said, no, this is rubbish, and, and da, da, da. There's been, um, James Gunn posted about it and was like, well, you know, if if she is Mary Jane, then, you know, this is great news. But, you know, he put a lot of emphasis on the fact that he didn't know whether she is or she isn't. Um, how true that is, I don't know, considering how prominent and um, and popular he is at Marvel Studios and how much influence he now has there. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but that's what he says, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's um, th- th- there's still some kind of doubt as such. But then it's kind of a bit like the Brie Larson situation with Captain Marvel, where um, you know people were reporting that she'd pretty much been cast as Captain Marvel like months before her appearance at Comic Con, um, and people were sort of saying, "Well, we don't really know." You know, officially they'll say, "Well, you know, no decision has been made," and and da 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 da. But it was kind of you know people who were in the know in in, in the industry were kind of like, "Yeah, it's pretty much a given that it's happening," um, and the same thing seems to be the case here. Um, so in that regard, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, everything they're doing with, with Spider-Man Homecoming looks great. I mean, uh, we did talk about the poster in the last podcast, right? Or no, we, we not? No, we didn't. We didn't, no? Okay. 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, because even the, the, the poster image that was released with Spider-Man Homecoming, it was just so... It was so fresh, it felt so vibrant, it felt so different to what they've done with Spider-Man before, and mm. yet it was them kind of encapsulating what Spider-Man is about in terms of his comic book origins in one still image. Um, and, you know, it, it was just perfect with the little sort of upside-down salute and everything. It was it was, it was was really cool. And, and this just looks like it's um, following on. I've said if it's true, um, it looks like it's following on from that. So, yeah, you know, I would agree with, with both of you guys, really. Um, seems like great news to me. Um, okay, uh, what else was there? There was the new image of Pennywise released from It. Um, there's a remake of, of the movie It. I don't know how many people watching this remember the movie It. Um, I do. I remember it clearly because Tim Curry is scarred me for the rest of my life um, and even the book was was, <laughs> was difficult for me to read because I, I remember first reading that I think I was about 14 when I first read that book and um, yeah that led to a lot of, of restless nights <laughs> but anyway the, the image um, was released of uh, the actor I can't remember his name now the name escapes me apologies if anybody remembers his name please let us know um, but he was in full costume and get up and, and things like that and um, I thought it was really, really, really creepy and evil looking and I guess that's exactly the, the kind of look that they're going for. Um, but guys, did you find that the same? Um, Alf, what did you think of the image? Uh, yeah, it looks, well, it's like a scary-ass clown, isn't it? That's, that's all it needs to be. It looked kind of fucking sinister, more sinister than the original light look. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It was definitely very, very sinister. Um, there, there was something very... I mean, I remember like posting up on the Instagram account something about it. It looked very um, primeval, almost. Um, like a kind of... Like an ancient evil. Like something that's been around for time, basically. Um, and I like that they've taken that approach with it. Um, I like the... Because in the book, that's quite the, the, the sense... Um, that you get with Pennywise is that Pennywise has been around for eternity, tormented mankind, um, and they've really gone with with that kind of ethos in in the image as well. Um, Rich, what did you think? Um, you know, I, I found it I found it really really good. Um, it was it was a nice interesting image. It was a is it was a like it, very much like what they've done with Spider Man. It was a nice update on a character that we're almost that we're already familiar with. But yet, didn't seem to like you know deviate from you know from from the main source. If anything, from what I've read, I mean I've I've never read it, it but basically this Pennywise that we've seen is a uh, is is closer to how he appears in the book. Um, so I mean he he did look kind of scary. I've never been I've never been afraid of clowns, so I didn't find it scary for me. I could see why it would be scary, but I didn't find it scary for me because I'll fuck a clown up. I'm not. I'm not even playing those games. No, seriously. Like, like, I'm not. Ronald McDonald's gonna take me in a fight. Nah, I don't think so. But <laughs> feeding me Big Macs. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I see it. But um, what I was really interested in now that you just brought it up and it's just popped into my head now was with this release of Pennywise and it, and they're filming the 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 lone um was it the Dark Tower? Are these being made by the same studios or they've been made by separate studios because if it's the same studio, I'm just thinking this is going to be the, one of the biggest fucking franchises ever if they decide to go down the Stephen King route. So I don't, I'm not sure if anybody can answer that last question for me. What, you mean like a Stephen King universe? Steve, listen, 
Don't tell me you didn't say that and you wee weed yourself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that would be awesome because obviously, because Pennywise, I'm sure, appears in one of the, uh, let's say, one or two of the other books um, for um for in the Dark Tower series. I think that'd be awesome, man. Like basically, you just have the the Dark Tower as like the main series, and then you know, let's say every year that you make a Dark Tower film, you have like two stand, you have two films that are that are based on books, and it's even so you have like maybe remake um um it or maybe well, not it sorry um the misery or maybe remake the stand you know where their characters some characters float in and out maybe remake Salem's Lot where some of those characters will come into the Dark Tower um from Salem's Lot and then they'll go and meet Pennywise in an, an, another book I just I just think it'd be really really awesome like you know but I'm I'm just like I said just throwing it out there but Pennywise a clown yeah I thought um I thought it was really really good really really good design. I can't wait to see him on screen. Cool. Well, Rich, all I can say is, man, how are you going to fight something that's going to steal your soul, man? Never steal my soul. <laughs> Never. I'm from Wakanda. Never steal my soul. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of the studios, you know, I don't actually know. Um, that's a good question. That's something I think um, I can look into, definitely. Um, but I I think it is New Line Cinema, but I'll just check it quickly. But um, in the meantime, yeah, it's a good idea, the idea of like a Stephen King universe. And I'm sure it's been mooted before. I'm sure people have kind of attempted to do that. Um, I know uh, the Hollywood fa famous Hollywood producer, Brian Grazer, the one who was... Um, I don't know if he's still attached to this Dark Tower um, movie or not. But I know he, he did own the rights to like the whole franchise and he was kind of talking about like kind of doing a, a, a king verse where like all of the, the characters kind of intersect and um cross paths with each other. Um so I'm not sure uh, if it is the same studio or not, but if it is, um then yeah, that sounds kinda of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um but it would definitely work definitely work because so many of those characters all come from you know the same kind of place and yeah. and they cross paths in in so many ways as you mentioned in like the stand and, and things like that you know that that happens too so um just quickly popping on to imdb now uh it's bill skarsgård who's playing uh pennywise okay yeah uh, that's oh, his name. he like the third brother is he like the the, the uh, skarsgård is he one of them is he like I don't know, you know. That's a good question. I think he is, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah. that means like the white version of the Wayans or something, man. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> uh, right. In the production credits, there's no one um, big listed. Really, it looks like a, a group of. Oh yeah, actually, um, theatrical release is New Line Cinema. Yeah. Um, in America, they're the distributors. Yeah. Um, Village Roadshow Pictures is one of the production companies, as is Vertigo Entertainment. Both of those are owned by Warner Brothers, okay. um, and it's Warner Brothers who are also doing the um, Dark Tower movie as well. Okay. So nice. Yeah, possibly. I hope so. Yeah, so it's it's definitely possible that that could happen. So mm. yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, Sticking with horror, did you guys saw the new trailer for uh, the Ring sequel, right? Called Rings, I think it is, or something like that. Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah, um, I wasn't really that 
sold on it, to be honest. I don't know why, but I just got the sense that it's kind of like that typical kind of Hollywood studio take on something where it's like, you know what, this is a sequel, so, you know, we, we did these ones small, so let's go big for the next one, and let's go, let, let's go big, let, let, let's explore, let's expand, and you can do that, obviously, but um, with something like The Ring, it, it kind of, what kind of creeps me out about it, particularly with the Japanese version, um, but also with the American remake, the first one as well, was the intimacy of the horror. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's interesting that they've gone in this kind of grand scale. For, sorry, for those who, who haven't watched the trailer, um, there's a scene towards the end of the trailer where it looks as if um, the curse of, of Samara has spread onto an aircraft and is causing chaos on, on this aircraft. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not 100% sold on it. I might need to see another trailer. But um, Quick Force, guys, did you catch the trailer and did it make any impression on you at all? Uh, well, I'm just watching it now, and I'm just like, because <laughs> obviously in the original it was like a tape, wasn't it? You know. Yeah. I mean, whereas this one, it's like a fucking a video in an email. It's just like you're just updating the technology aspect of it. That's all you've done, really. The it's not really changed anything. It seems fucking lazy. No, <laughs> for me it's just nah. Just stick the Japanese one. You watch the first US one. That one's okay, but don't watch the second one because that one was shit. Fuck these movies. Fuck him. Forget it. Scrap what I've said. Fuck all of these American remakes of these fucking Japanese things and all that. It's just this is them trying to cash in on something that everyone's kind of forgotten about. You know, we need a new saw or fucking a new what's that one where they're running about and it's fucking like just like robbing houses and shit. What's that one called? The Purge. Yeah, Purge and fucking what's this? That fucking random one that. Paranormal activity. We need new paranormal activity and all that. So obviously they've gone fucking. Let's fucking do this. Let's try and cash in here. Bollocks. Don't care. Shit. Move on. Me? My turn. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough, Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't hold back, me, Alvin. You know, tell us how you feel, man. <laughs> it's not your fault, man. Fuck you. It's not your fault. <laughs> Um, you know what? Like I said, the, the only thing that I found interesting was that bit at the end uh, on the airplane. But I'm like that. Like I'm, I'm that biggest geek where I'll sit down and like, you know, like back in the day, like my mum would say, hey, hey, you know, hey, Joe, Rich, you know, what, what, what are you thinking? And I'd be like, oh no, no, I'm not thinking about anything. But in my head, I'd be a superhero doing crazy shit. So I've always thought about like, hey, like if Samara really came for me, could I really take her in a fight? Because I, I believe that I'd find some kind of magical stuff and kill it. But I, I like the fact that they've tried to update it. Is it still something that's needed? No. It's like it's like you guys have said. It's a fucking it's a fucking reboot of something that doesn't really need to be done because the first ring was an the the US remake was it was a really good remake. The original Japanese version was was a really really good film. And then the sequel is just like I said, just piles of shit. And I think certain horror movies. Are just that one-off thing that you know, and and it needs to be left alone. Like the first Paranormal Activity, it's good. The first Exorcist, it's a good film. You know, you, you don't do sequels to these things where something keeps them coming back. But um, but I mean, I guess that's what happens. I mean, like, I heard that the only reason that this ring this ring remake is being made is that at the beginning, you know, you can see that the video is actually an email. Actually, Bruce Wayne sent that email by accident when he was looking for shit. <laughs> Wait, does it have a logo designed by Lex Luthor? 
I don't know, I imagine at the same time he discovers that Samara's mother's real name is Martha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's not evil. She's not evil. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> she went, she went, seven days. And he went, no, before that. <laughs> yes. Why do you sound like E.T.? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, to quickly wrap up um, with the new sections, we've got three more bits to cover. Um, first of all, there was the uh, story that broke. I don't actually know what it broke, but I discovered it yesterday, um, which is that a lot of media outlets are reporting that um, Donald Glover, uh, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, is pretty much the first choice for uh, young Lando Calrissian in the young Han Solo movie. Um, guys, I know you're both big Childish Gambino fans, so give me your takes, man. Go ahead, Alvin. You're, you're a big Lando right. I am. For, for me, it, like, it's, like when, when his name was kind of said, I kind of went... I, I kind of looked at Billy D. Williams, a picture of him, and then I went, hmm, that could work. But I'm re- not apprehensive, but I'm kind of torn of how I feel about other people playing these characters and as to how faithful they're going to be to the performances that came before, although technically time-wise those performances came after, but let's not even get into that. That's the only thing that kind of makes me worried as such. But I, I'm on board. It was all right. Like out of all the people that they could have picked or names that could have come up, he is the top of the list for me without actually knowing it. You know what I mean? And I think he can pull off that kind of Billy D swagger because it's a different kind of swagger. It's not a street kind of swagger. It's uh, it's like a self confidence. I know I'm the shit. I'm no, I'm a smooth talker kind of swagger. And I think he can pull that off. So. I, I was more than like pleased that it that it was him out of anybody else. Cool. Sorry guys, I'm just being distracted by a dead mosquito on my keyboard. Let it bite you. Let it bite you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want mosquito powers. <laughs> Richard, sorry, your take on um Donald Glover, man. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a childish Gambino fan. Um he does look like well, I think he can be made up to look even more like Billy D. Williams. Uh, I mean, he's got that little Afro thing happening. You could just Jericho that shit. Put some mm. And then, you know, and then uh, I doubt he'll have a moustache at that age. Um, I wouldn't have the moustache. You wouldn't have the tash. The porno moustache, yeah? Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> that moustache um, is fucking business. <laughs> um, do I think... See, the thing is, I've only ever seen um, Childish Gambino in Community. So I'm not sure if he could even pull it off. I'm not going to say that, oh, he can't pull it off. But I'm, I'm not going to say that he can pull it off because I've only ever seen him in one thing. So Gambino's never really been that kind of self-confident swagger type of person unless he's kind of rapping. But even when he's rapping, he's still kind of got that kind of self-angst type of thing. So I can't even go off that. And in, and in, and in interviews as well, he's never really been that, you know, imposing or that have, have that presence. So I mean, if if it is true, I mean I can I can only assume that you know when, let's say if he went for an audition he knocked it out of the park. Um, it it'd definitely be interesting. I mean, 
the the Star Trek franchise, that you know, as in like the new one, the reboot that was done by JJ. I mean, th- those performances of playing other people that have played these characters before were fucking on point. So, uh, so hopefully, this he should be able to do this. Um, but on top of that, well done to Donald Glover's fucking or Charles Gambino's agent. Because isn't he meant to be cast in the new? Have they got? Or was it only a rumor? Isn't he meant to be cast in the new Spider-Man film as well? Yeah, I think he's filmed his part already. I think he's wrapped. All right. So basically, so obviously Spider-Man's part Disney, part Sony, but it's Disney, and then he's part of the Star Wars franchise. If he, if this is the truth, which is part of Disney as well, his agent must be getting paid. Paid <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm talking like an agent from the '80s when you when you're the agent of like. Bill Murray or somebody like that, or the guys from Saturday Night Live were at meetings. You, Jay, you know where I'm going with this. Mountains of cocaine and hookers and strippers. That, that's, he must be getting paid like that. Because Gambino, for, for, as far as I'm concerned, has really always been the last person that you choose. But to come into these two big franchises, well done to him, man. So um, let's just hope you know, let's, let's just hope he does a good performance, if it is true. Cool, 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 cool. Good, good. Um... For me, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know much about him beyond um, the episodes I've seen him on in Community, but um, if they think he's a good choice, I'm willing to go with that. Um, they, they've been pretty damn good with their casting so far. Um, so, yeah, I need to worry too much about what they'll do with, um, with Lando if Donald Glover is the person who gets the part in the end. Um, but yeah, as you said, his agent is obviously um, eating good <laughs> right now, eating very good if, if, if these things um, come to pass for us. So, right. We'll see how it gets on. And we'll round up the news bit with um, two bits of DC news. Um, first of all, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this because I think this broke um, about two days ago. or No, it was roughly about 24 hours ago, in fact. Um, but apparently, the Justice League Dark movie is back on. Um, from what the, a lot of the Hollywood trades are reporting is that um, Doug Lyman, the guy who did uh, The Bourne Identity, um, he also did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, and he did uh, Edge of Tomorrow as well with Tom Cruise. Um, apparently, he has um, been hired to direct a, a Justice League Dark movie. Um, for me, I was like, I thought that movie was dead because <laughs> the last I heard was Guillermo del Toro was going to do it and then, you know, they couldn't work out the budget, they couldn't agree on how much it was supposed to cost and um, they just kind of seemed to quietly park it in a corner and that was that. But um, apparently, as said, according to um, some of the Hollywood trades, he's agreed to uh, take on the, the movie. Um, an interesting choice, because as far as I'm aware, he doesn't really have a horror background, and with Justice League Dark, all of those characters come from that kind of horror um, background, but that's not necessarily um, uh, you know, a, a litmus test or, or a yardstick to measure what he'll do with, with the project, but um, interesting news, I thought, nonetheless. Um, did you guys hear this, uh, Alvin? No, no. That was the first I'd heard about it, and like, because I was following it when Doltaro was on it, um, and I was well, I, I, like, I like his stuff, you know. I mean, I think he could have brought something kind of special and a bit different to that project. Now I just get the idea that it's just going to be like a standard kind of studio affair kind of thing, and they're not really going to care about the characters that much. They just want another team on screen, and that's it. 
Whereas Del Toro, I reckon he could have done something magnificent. Like you can even like read articles or like I think there's some videos whereby he's, he's talking about Constantine, Dead Man, and like uh, Swamp Thing and all that. And you can tell he he knows his shit. And I'm like a bit disappointed that we won't get to see his version of Justice League Dark. Mm. Mm. Richard, uh, yeah, uh, I heard about it today. Uh, and I definitely agree with with what Alvin just said. Um, I think Del Toro would have been perfect for it. Like he he, underst- he understands the rules behind behind horror and behind behind the supernatural. Like when you watch things like Pan's Labyrinth or The Devil's Backbone, which uh, well, that might even be him. Was it him that did The Devil's Backbone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he he understands. I think he's got a very good grasp of it. Like his it doesn't have to be like all these things that we consider scary don't have to be scary, they can just be existing in like, just existing. It's like what um, Joss Whedon managed to do with like, Buffy and Angel. I think he did, re- I think Del-, Del Toro would have been really, really good for Justice League Dark um, for that. I mean, I'm not even a fan of the team. And so, I, when I heard that it was being touted, I wasn't, I didn't really think anything of it. Then when I heard his name attached to it, I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then Doug Lyman, I mean, we've discussed Doug Lyman before, and I, you know, not on the cast, but you know, just when we're having having a chat amongst ourselves, he's a bit too hit and miss for me, a bit too hit and miss, and I've never really seen him deal with a film where it's been like a team. That's the thing. So like he, he's he's always had like you know maybe one or two characters that he just needs to concentrate on. I mean the Bourne films, he has the other people you know other people that are chasing Bourne, but essentially it's still just that. Is he going to be able to handle these multiple characters on screen? And once again, this is another thing where it's like that Warner Brothers, if this is true, seem to be making that mistake. You're bringing all these characters with this rich history behind them and just trying to put them into a team straight away. Yeah, like Alvin said, are you just, do you just want another team on the screen? Is that what you're trying to do? If that's the case, then you know what? You can put that in that fucking... You can CC that in that fucking Bruce Wayne email that he sent that leaked fucking Rings trailer and shit as well, man, because then I'm not interested. Simple as that. Cool, cool, fair enough. That obviously means now that if um, this story is true, sorry, and um, Doug Lyman has accepted this uh, job offer, then what happened to the Gambit movie? Because he was attached to that. Um, and Gambit, like, I mean, I don't want to get too stuck in this because we're running low on time already, but... Gambit movie, like, what, guys, what's going on? <laughs> Do they need to just give it up? Because it's like they've tried, and it's been in development for a few years now, and it just seems to be hitting one problem after another. First of all, they were trying to budget it at, like, $270 million, and um, so that was a stumbling block, and I was like, why does a Gambit movie need to be $270 million? Um, then it was apparently issues with the script and not knowing what direction they want to go in. Um, you know, uh, the actor who's cast, uh, Channing Tatum, um, he's been very quiet about the whole thing. Um, he's really not had much to say about whether it's developing or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, they've lost two directors now because I think the original director who was on it was the guy who did um, the first Planet of the Apes remake. Um, he left, um, and then Doug Lyman was brought in, and now Doug's left. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, what's what's going on here? So, 
I don't know. It's it's all a bit of a um, a strange one. But Justice League Dark, you know, I I do enjoy Justice League Dark um, quite a lot. Um, so I really am looking forward to. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to the animated movie, um, which we can touch on as well quickly. Um, I saw the trailer for that, and um, that looks very cool. Um, Justice League Dark, yeah, you know, I'd be interested in terms of the characters and, and so on, but I've had my fingers burnt now with this DCEU, so everything is just kind of like I approach everything with caution. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the fence with, with this one, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's the way it's going to have to be. Um, yeah, it, I, I really don't know what to, to make of this news, but there you go. And the last thing um, before we get into the big debate topic um, is the uh, release of the trailer for Batman: uh, The Cape Crusader. Oh, sorry, The Cape Crusader Returns, I believe it's called, which is um, an animated movie uh, from DC uh, Warner Brothers Animation, um, which is bringing back um, the original on-screen Batman, um, bringing back Adam West, um, Burt Ward as Robin, um, and Julie Neymar as Catwoman, uh, and it looks really, really good. Um, I wasn't too sure what to make of the, the idea when people were saying, you know, they were going to bring it back as an animated movie, but um, watching the trailer, it actually looks really, really fun. It looks like they've perfectly kind of captured the elements that, that made the um, 60s series so fun to watch, um, but also brought, um, you know, a modern sensibility to it, and, um, you know, one of the gags at the end of the trailer is actually really funny. Um, Rich, what did you think of the trailer, and are you looking forward to it? Uh, I, I, I still haven't watched it. I, it passed me by. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the 60s TV show as well. Like, I, I generally do believe that, don't get me wrong, the 60s TV show kind of brought Batman down comics books wise comic book wise back then. But um I love it for what it was. Like the whole crazy angles, <laughs> like when it was being filmed and the psychedelic colours and, you know, Batman having a utility belt that had everything. You know, had everything in it. Um so I'm happy and like tell the truth, like and you've got you've got the the original voice cast, well the majority that are alive. So you've got like Adam West, Burt Ward and J um, Julie Newmar. That's that's amazing. Like, yeah, why not man? Why not? Have fun while you're doing it. So um, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but um, I, I, I trust your judgment, and, um, and I trust the judgment of the old boys back on the team. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Cool, cool. Alvin, did you catch the trailer? Or did you yeah, I did, it? yeah. Uh, it, it's, the bat, it's a Batman animated movie that I didn't know I wanted until I actually <laughs> saw the trailer, and then I was just like, hell yeah, man. It kind of took me back to like watching the show on repeats, like when I was a kid. I think when I was in the early 90s, I was on Channel 4, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I used to watch it. And I actually quite enjoyed it at the time. Uh, I've not really tried to watch it since. But this, it, the, it seems, it, it's, it's self-aware, which is nice. So therefore, they can, they can go as crazy as they want to go with it and have no repercussions from us as fans because we know as to what, what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? They're trying to emulate the kind of old feeling of the old show but like we've like reached every modern sensibilities a little bit, and yeah, I reckon it's a great idea. Who knows? I mean, maybe maybe this will be like pretty popular, and they'll do another one. But but and it's kind of reminded me a little bit of Batman: The Brave and the Bold as well, because I, I think it. it it had a bit of that kind of uh, energy to it, uh, which obviously that 
show borrows from the 60s show so and then so yeah they're all borrowing from one another but yeah it kind of reminded me of that a little bit so yeah now I like it I like how it looks yeah I think it looks like a lot of fun man so yeah definitely looking forward to that so make a date for that one folks it's definitely going to be a good one I think um, okay let's move on to the main topic for tonight now um, this is something that that's kind of gone around my, my head for a little while um, so I wanted to get you guys take on it and to see you know kind of what you think about it and whether I'm just being silly or, or, or not um, why is it that the big award ceremonies in America that's the you know the Oscars the Golden Globes um, the Emmys for, for TV why is it that they always seem to ignore anything that's based on comic books or superheroes or anything like that. Um, it just seems weird to me because considering that particularly at, in the place that we're at now um, with movie culture and with TV culture where a lot of the entertainment we're getting um, has its origins tied to um, comic books and to, to superheroes and to that kind of thing, um, and considering that it's the only thing that's making Hollywood money right now, um, why is it they're so reticent to show any kind of respect towards it? Um, I mean, it almost seems like it's their dirty little secret in a way. Like they, you know, well, we have this thing here that, you know, it, it makes us a lot of money. But don't worry, don't look at that. Look at all of these worthy films that we're going to put forward for you with all these star-studded names that are in there playing drunks and alcoholics battling you know, depression or, or whatever. Um, and it just feels like, you know, the, there's a lot of good source material um, that gets kind of ignored by the, the awards. I mean, have you guys noticed that or have you ever thought about that at all? Um, or am I just kind of making a big deal out of nothing? <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've always thought that. Uh, you know what it is? I think I just break it down to is the thing of that if Hollywood starts to, like, you know, pay attention to it, that means they'll have to admit that they're wrong. Remember, like, comic book films, they've, they've been very, very few and far between, and there's only a handful of them that have made what they would consider, like, good money to be like, okay, hey, let's, you know, let's pump some money into it. So you've got, like, what, what, what the main, main one was, what, Superman, the movie? That's what that's what I reckon probably kickstarted it off. Mm. And you had anybody, but you had amazing actors in that. So you had like Gene Hackman, you had Marlon Brando, um, you had uh, bloody uh, Mario Puzo writing the writing you know writing the script for it or writing the story for it. So so that kind of did well. Uh, but then I think, but for for every good superhero film that has come out, there's always been that pile of shit where Hollywood has been able to say, well, well listen, man, like this this is a, this is not so I'm not going to give it that money because we one good one, you know. And I think with like things like Tim Burton's Batman and then Christopher Nolan's Batman, and then obviously with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you know you got like amazing directors like John Favreau doing really good jobs with characters who are like considered like C-list or D-list, if you depending on how you look at it. Um, like I said, the 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 film industry will have to turn around and say like, oh listen, I'm really really sorry. I didn't mean to chastise you for, you know, for Batman and Robin with George Clooney and Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
But the minute they apologise, then they're going to have to maybe give it a bit more leeway and start making maybe other categories in one way or another to try and, you know, try and acknowledge it. And I don't, and I think that the film industry right now is still being run by old fuddy daddies, and and they they they're happy with the way things are being, they're happy with the way things are being done. So that that's so that's you know. So I reckon that I reckon that's one of the reasons. But yeah, it's it's been in my mind for for the longest time as well. Uh, the the only acknowledgement they seem to have given comic book films as it stands right now is when Heath Ledger played the Joker. Um, in Dark Knight, in was it the Dark Knight Returns, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, the Dark Knight. That's what's called the Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Yeah, the shit knight. All right. So yeah. So like, so that's the only time they've acknowledged it. Like, to me, that that that's not enough. But um, you know, yeah. But that's that's my thoughts in it. So I reckon if they if they if they acknowledge it, that means they have to admit that they've been wrong for the longest time. Yeah. Cool. Um, Alvin, what do you think, man? Do you think it's just a a case of that they don't want to admit that they were wrong, or do you think they don't really have much respect for um, these kind of big tank pole pictures at, at the academy and, and the various other places. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, any kind of big, massive movie, even if it is extremely well made, um, for some reason, it it only gets like the recognition for like maybe CGI or sound design or something like that. For some reason, it's not seen as a real contender, and it's almost like the film. The amount of money the film makes kind of makes it less of uh, less of less art, less arty. So they don't see it as being worthy of being nominated for things like Best Picture and whatnot, which I think is kind of disrespectful to you know people like James Gunn, for example, because uh, he didn't he write a post about it? Um, was it the last Oscars or the Oscars before? Uh, when it's like someone like insulted uh, comic book movies as they always do, uh, and then yeah, he wrote a massive post about it, and like yeah, I just don't get it. It's it's weird. It's like if someone's working under the art form of making film and cinema, and then they happen to make a film that was meant to make a lot of money, and it does make a lot of money, and it's also filmed very well, and it has good sound design and good acting and whatnot, cinematography, then. What's what's different between that and a an indie film that's about I don't know a guy who sits on the front of his house or whatever you know what I mean it's like there's there's no different they're both film the only difference is the amount of money that was pumped into it one doesn't mean more from more than the other just because someone says so or because one scene is being more art house it doesn't make it more meaningful but that seems to be as to what a certain kind of section of the film making community seems to think, but then I think back to things like Lord of the Rings. That one Bear Oscars when that came out, and that's a fantasy film, and that was a film that was meant to make loads of money and did. So I don't, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird one. It's like I don't know. I have no idea. It's just weird. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I hear what you're saying with the Lord of the Rings, but I think with the Lord of the Rings, none of the Actors won any awards. I think it was all. I think it did win uh, the uh, Return of the King won Best Picture, um, but I think it was lots of technical awards that it won, um, as opposed to anything for you know that was actually up on the screen in terms of like the actors' performances or the direction or, or the script writing or anything like that. It was all just kind of like around the, the technical awards. 
Um, and yeah, that that just like it really bothers me. But yeah, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's it's not. Um, you know, it's almost like they act as if these things have no cultural value, um, which is something that really annoys me and really bothers me because you do hear people coming out with um, statements every so often about um, comic books and, and comic book movies, and that they, you know, that they basically, as said, have no cultural value. That there's there's nothing for an audience to connect with. Well. That's a pile of crap because you know the the number one the ticket sales alone tell you that people are connecting with this on a level other than just oh, I'm bored I've got nothing to do let's go and watch that Avengers or whatever it's called you know clearly people have connected with um, what's been presented on the screen in a meaningful way um, and the cultural impact that these films have is huge um, you know they create new fans of uh, cinema in general just by having the, these types of stories told on the screen and it's almost like um, because it's come from a comic book or because it's based on superheroes or people with extraordinary abilities um, there can't be any humanity involved in that um, and I said that that really annoys me I mean some of the, the you know some of the films that I really love, that are uh, comic book movies, um, feature some of the most you know humane moments within them. Um, and sorry, another mosquito attacking me. They really want me to give the, to give me their powers, Rich. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of the, the the most humane moments I've I've come across have, have come from movie uh, comic book movies, you know. Um, and even like with the TV shows as well. I mean. Um, I guess you can argue that, you know, like you can argue with uh, superhero movies and comic book-based movies, um, you know, with comic book-based TV shows and superhero-based TV shows, the, the quality varies. Um, and yes, obviously, there's, you, you can have some debate about that. But, um, you know, I think of, of things like Daredevil Season 1, um, which was just phenomenal television. Um, Jessica Jones, which was phenomenal television and dealt with some heavy shit as well, some, the kind of themes that you would expect in, you know, um, an art house, low budget, independent, you know, film, or if it was a British film, it would be, you know, a kitchen sink drama. Um, in that, you know, you, you could film it on as a stage play almost because the 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 storyline is is so much about the the humanity of of the um, characters involved uh, as much as it is about you know the extraordinary abilities that they have, um, and these shows and and movies just constantly get ignored. I mean, I think Jessica Jones has got like season one has got two Emmy nominations, and I think they're both for like sound editing and, and something else and. And you know, and you look at the list of the nominees, and it's like, well, why is Jessica Jones, for example, worse than you know some than Game of Thrones or um, some of the other shows that have been nominated that where actors have been nominated and where you know scriptwriters have been nominated? It just seems like there's this there's still this bias towards um, towards superheroes and comic book movies. But Rich, sorry, did you want to come in and add anything? Oh yeah, no, I was, I was gonna say, you know what it is? It's just because it's a superhero. You can imagine how like some of these guys sit down when it comes to like you know maybe even getting getting a pitch, and a lot of people probably still 
you know, are still narrow-minded and probably just think of superheroes like you sort of like, you know, Superman. What? The guy who wears underpants outside of his pants, outside of his trousers. Or Batman, and it'll be like, what? I mean, like the 60s TV show. So, so you know, so, so that's it. So, so they, they, they can't get past the fact that, okay, this actually could be a really good, interesting read. They've probably still seen it as a thing of like, as well, of like, what, you want to make a comic book of, of this? You want to make a film of this? Okay, give me the source material. And they get given a comic book, and they've never read a comic book before, and they still associate the whole comic book, you know, thing with like comic book, um, you know, culture with you have to be a kid, you know. Oh, oh, there's the cartoon of it. Oh, there, you, you can only be a kid that watches cartoon. So that's why, to a certain degree, probably why it's not is not taken seriously. My dad didn't take me collecting comic books seriously until years later when I got into like you know big man age, and he was like, all right. Okay, I, I thought I might be able to swear you from, you know, from collecting these, but obviously this is definitely a passion of them, you know, he bought cigarettes, I, I bought comic books, and he was like, wow, okay, so we, you know, we, I've seen you go say, listen, I need five pounds to go buy comics, and the same way how I went crazy, but that's how he would go crazy to go buy a pack of cigarettes, so he realised that, you know, there was something that we were passionate about, and I think a lot of these people don't see it as that, like I said, they just still see it as a kiddie thing, whereas, like, it's easier to pitch, and, 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 and maybe even you're allowed to sit on the train and you see people reading books and you see like, you know, the, reading Game of Thrones and it's like, oh, you're reading a book. Okay, yeah, so you know, so the only picture is on the, is the only, the only picture is going to be on, on the front cover and it's going to be some elaborate design which is going to be beautiful but you know that you might be able to get a tattoo, you know, you know the ones that, you know the ones that people get the tattoos when they finish university and they go traveling, they go to Australia and they get a tattoo but like, hey man, I've lived and then you see them on the train like, yeah, I lived in Australia for like a year and I lived in this tribe and I'm reading Game of Thrones. You're allowed. To, you're allowed to do that. You know, it's, it's, it's your culture allowed to do that. You sit down on the train and you read a comic book. I guarantee everyone on that, on that train who doesn't read comic books will look at you in a particular way and try and figure out how old you are. When my hair grows out and, I, and you can see that little bit of a bald patch and I've got a little bit of grizzly on my face and I'm riding that train back down to South London and I break and I break out comic book, everybody in that train looks at me. And I think it's just that whole thing of like. Why are you this age, but you're reading this? Why can't you be reading something that doesn't need pictures in it? A comic book doesn't need pictures. The the pictures add to the story. A comic book is no different to a book. There's still words. There's still uh, there's still a plot. There's still a narrative. There's still characters in it. But people still uh, associate pictures and words for being for kids, which I which I've you know, and, so, and I reckon this is probably leaked into when trying to pitch films. And things like that, or, or pitch TV shows. They they just don't take it seriously. If they are going to make it, fuck it. Put it on, on CIC, CITV. Put it on Nickelodeon. You know, when you look at some of the stuff, some of the TV shows that they put on Nickelodeon now, the writing's fucking phenomenal and goes above kids' heads. It's literally generally written for adults. But you know, a lot of people like people that probably commission these things don't even pay attention to it, and like, and it passes them by. Until it hits the like season two, and that's when they're like, "Wow, why is this making so much money?" And then they realise that you know, they, they you know, it, it is a it's a credible form of, of storytelling, whether it be in a cartoon, film, TV series, you know, whatever. So uh, I I reckon I reckon that's the reason why it, it's still not respected. Well, one of the reasons why it's still not respected. Hmm. Yeah. No, you both raised um, some really good points there. Actually, it, it makes a lot of sense what you said. Um, <clears throat> there is still that kind of attitude towards uh, comic books in general, um, whereby you know people still see them, as you said, Rich, for kids. 
Um, they're not really seen as as uh, a legitimate art form, which I think is is really disappointing because it's one of the um, you know it's one of our great modern art forms that that we as a species have invented, um, and for it to have such little um, respect paid to towards it um, is is really odd, especially when you know the number of people who. I've had conversations with about uh, my comic book reading and things like that who haven't actually bothered to pick up a comic book before, um, yet have such strong opinions about it. It always confuses me. I don't understand how you can feel so strongly about something that you've never engaged with at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you also raised a, a great point earlier about it, Hollywood being run by kind of old people and, and people with old mentalities. and. Um, I think that's an excellent point as well. Uh, there definitely seems to be like a, a, an old boys club going on, you know, at the academy, and um, we've seen that with, uh, you know, things like Oscars So White, where you know there was no uh, people of color nominated, no films uh, nominated in the uh, Oscars last year, um, and for two years in a row. Um, so it, it, you know, there's there's clearly a, a problem there on on many levels um, in terms of what uh, Hollywood is and how it operates and how it views um, certain things. But they they definitely, I mean, I would say there's respect for the money that you know because they they're quick to tell you how much money um, you know X film and Y film has made. You know, they'll they'll quickly put out the posts about how proud they are that this film has made you know one billion, two billion at the box office, and yet. Um, the, the Hollywood institution itself doesn't seem to um, to care for the, the, the quality um, of these productions too much. But um, doing a bit of research and stuff, I, I saw that there was um, something called the Saturn Awards, which I'd never heard of before. Um, yeah. But apparently, the Saturn Awards is is designed for um, you know fantasy, for science fiction, and for um, all of those kinds of, of forms of, of art to be celebrated. Um, and it's been going for a very, very long time. It's been going since the 70s, and as I said, I didn't even really know uh, about the Saturn Awards. Um, so that kind of tells you all you need to know about how much respect they have for the, the Saturn Awards in, in the wider um, sort of Hollywood community. But, um, you know, I was thinking with the amount of kind of TV shows and, and superhero movies we have, especially now within the last sort of five, six years, and the amount that is planned going forward, um, do you guys think that we should have, or well, I say we, like I control this, I don't, but do you think there should be like maybe a separate um, awards ceremony or a separate awards section for comic book movies um, and for TV shows as well? Uh, do you think something like that could work to change people's perceptions? Um, well, you mean in, in one of the major ceremonies? Yes, like in one of the, the major center ceremonies that there's a separate section okay. for it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that would work, man. That, that would still be kind of like singling us out and dividing us. If you get my meaning, like dividing, let's like, say like that. Okay, then our best superhero drama. Like, but like, it's it's still a drama. Like, like I'm the thing that I loved about the Daredevil TV series is that it. it I remember when they were touting it, it was Law and Order with superheroes, which which I think is good. Which which I think is amazing. Like, I, I 
I mean, maybe if he was to, you know, maybe get us some form of recognition and, and respect, then it would be something that could work in our favour. But I don't see, like, I listen, I see NCIS on its 10th season. I don't know who the fuck, I don't get me that telling like, I used to watch it back in the day. But I don't know who watches it now. But I don't see, and, and NCIS, NCIS has won quite a few awards and stuff like that. I don't see anything different from NCIS to Daredevil, apart from that Daredevil is a much superior show. So I don't understand why Daredevil would have to be, you know, have to be in its own category of superhero drama when, you know, you know, when when it is when it's essentially the same thing. So I mean, I mean, it w- it would be an idea. Um, I mean, the Saturn Awards. I mean, I've known about the Saturn Award, Saturn Awards for years as well, from when I used to read um, Starlog magazine. But um, I, I'm not even sure how I'm not even sure how we could even get the whole thing respected. Maybe you know, maybe that maybe the actual Hollywood in general are actually kind of scared as well. Then maybe this is the reason why they haven't admitted it that they were wrong, and you know, and there is this thing because there's much more of a bigger voice out there now. Like, to a certain degree, like you said, the, the major films and TV shows that are, are raking in money are all, like, comic book-based or fantasy-based. You give us a fucking voice, man. You, you, give us a, you, you give us an inch, we'll take a mile for all those years of, like, just being called nerds and geeks and not being respected and being made fun of, man. So Hollywood are holding their, their cards close to their chest. And maybe that's another reason. But to give us our own separate category at a, at a major awards... I don't know, man. You don't do animation like you know best best anime in animation. Like, I don't know. Like to me, animation is animation. I don't see why it, ha- why it has to be it has to be divided. Uh, so yeah, so that, that's my thoughts on that. Mm. Yeah, cool. Oh, and NCIS I think is on about season thirteen now, mate. It's been going for a while, more than ten seasons. Lucky 13. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Harmon ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, Al, what do you think? Like a, a separate awards or is that a non-starter? Uh, well, having it as part of like a separate category, yeah, it's just it's just not going to work. Um, yeah, I mean, because then other genres, I mean, like the horror genre barely gets a look in as well, so, you know... It, you just have to kind of do everything by genres, and then kind of nobody really will really want that. It would kind of dilute the whole thing. Um, yeah, it should just be like respected, like any other kind of movie. You know what I mean? If it's good, it's good. That's it. You know what I mean? So what if it's commercial? It doesn't matter. Doesn't mean a movie's not good. Um, I mean, the only other option is more things like the Saturn Awards. Um, you know, where it is just all the the kind of stuff that doesn't get a look in, having a fair chance to be, um, you know, appreciated by the makers of it and the fans of it. You know, what I mean, that's the only way that can uh, that it can go forward. It's either that, or if like the Academy and like BAFTA change their attitudes towards things that are more commercial. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point, and it, and it kind of leads me to the next question, really, which is, um, should we as fans really even care what they do? I mean, it, it seems like they've kind of set their stall out in terms of um, how they're going to view uh, these kind of films and these kind of TV shows um, in general. They clearly don't care for them in 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 an artistic sense. Um, 
but we as fans, you know, we love them on, on many levels and we look at, at, at the various different things that they've done with um, these kind of properties and particularly the good ones and, and how well um, these things have been constructed both from a technical and from a storytelling point of view um, and we love it, you know, and we discuss it and we podcast about it like we're doing right now. Um, and we pass those those memories on and, and those feelings and those emotions on that, that they create to other people. So, you know, culturally, um, it, it lives on and it, and it breathes. So in that kind of vein, um, as I said, should we really care whether, you know, um, Civil War wins an Oscar or not? Um, what do you think, Alvin? Uh, technically, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't really care. But it's just bullshit, you know what I mean? It's just like, look how good of a movie Civil War was, right? When the award ceremonies come round again, that that movie will barely get a look in, even though a it was fucking wicked. The critics fucking loved it. The audiences loved it. It's filmed fucking brilliantly. But it's it's not gonna get a look in because it's commercial. It's all about it being commercial. It's almost like. It's, it's pretty much indie versus commercial, that's what it is. And, you know, the indie have, have kind of like, I suppose, taken over the Oscars at some point over the years. It became kind of like more bourgeoisie or whatever you want to call it. And that and that's what it is. So we, sh- we shouldn't. I mean, it, to be honest, if I was like a maker of like one of these commercial movies and like I didn't get any kind of like props from my colleagues or whatever, I wouldn't really give a fuck because at the end of the day, if critics think the film is good and audiences as well, and it's made a shit ton of money, I was part of a team that did something amazing. So everyone should be fucking proud of that movie, regardless as to win, whether it wins an award or not. And really, do the awards matter? Did it did did matter to like the audience? No, not really. I mean, it's just the industry giving us as a pat on the back to an extent. Mm. So I don't know. It's a, it's kind of like a double-sided thing, but. Maybe we shouldn't care. Maybe we just go fuck it. This movie was great anyway, and that's it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Rich. What do you think, man? Do you think we should care whether um, these movies and TV shows win awards or not? Not even. Not even. What? What, what would Robert Downey Jr. do? He'd say fuck it. <laughs> like, like, like. I would generally like. To me, makes no difference at all. Like Alvin said, it's like you know. You've got this. You've got this amazing piece of film that's that's been put together, and and it's not going to be respected or you know or be applauded because it's based off off a comic book. Well, you know what? I'm still going to go see Civil War, which might not which might not ever get a look and has been like you know being graced as an amazing film because people are too you know too spiteful you know too spiteful to 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 give it its credit. But that film's better than fucking Monsters Ball, which fucking had it very well an Oscar for. Fuck you, like. Just because you just because you've won that golden statue doesn't make it doesn't make it an amazing film, and and that's the whole thing that I've come to realize when it comes to certain ceremonies is like, like you said, it's just the whole thing where they just it's just an excuse to pat each other on the back. I mean, like I mean, when you look at some actors now who who don't even go to the Oscars anymore, they're like it's fucking it's fucking bureaucracy shit. I remember um, Joaquin Phoenix was was invited to one of the Oscars, and he turned it down. And then when he was asked why he turned it down, he was like, I was, I was away filming. And he was like, yeah, but this is the Oscars. And he was like, I'm not going to fucking cut the film so I can come to the Oscars to, so that someone can decide whether I've acted well enough 
to be in a, to be in the film that you know that I starred in, or not even just for that, but just to present an award to someone else uh, who might have done a good job or might not have done a good job, but that was left to someone else to decide. And and that and that's that's what I feel the Oscars is now. It's like you know, the Oscars is is just it's just fake. It's bullshit. So do we need to have that? We don't. Like you said, as long as long as it as it keeps the fans happy, and then it and it keeps the audience happy, and it gets that money back in, so we can keep on producing and pumping out good stuff, so that no one can turn around and say, listen, like, you know, you put, you know, you made a fucking John Carter film, you know, we gave you three hundred and fifty million, you promised to make us a star, and you gave us this piece of shit. As long as that doesn't happen, we can go about our business, like, you know, we, like we, we, you know, you know, when you when you look at the whole industry now. It's not as if like you know this the whole superhero genre, whether it be in film or TV or animation, is getting any smaller. If anything, it's getting bigger. So at some point, somebody's gonna have to cave in and acknowledge us. It's as simple as that. And that will probably be when the old fuddy daddies die. So you know, so so do we need it? No, we don't. Not not at all. Because whatever we're, whatever we're churning out and receiving right now, it's still fucking it's still fucking amazing. But an award isn't gonna make any difference. So like you know, like I like Alvin said, you know, when you look at people that take part in this film, they they're all fucking happy. Remember, remember our friend um Lay Jason, the one who said he was doing um some work on the the Tarzan film that just got released. Remember when we when we saw him and he was saying about on the last day when they released like a a B roll and it was literally just like you know um Samuel Jackson just swearing or something like that. You see how proud he was of being of having worked on that film. Fuck it, that's the main thing that counts, man. Fucking award. Fuck the little golden statue. Cool. Fair enough. Um, his name's Lee, by the way, Richard, and I've told you that before. Stop calling what? him Lee. You get it right. Like, I don't, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, big guy. He's about, he's about six, how tall is he? Seven one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and he's definitely like what? a bum. So get his what? name right. <laughs> yeah, no, him. He's a good looking chap. He works in, you know, he, he, we met him through a mutual friend, Holly. But he's, yeah, he's... I always get your name wrong, mate. I'm sorry. And next time I see you at Comic Con, or like you know, at Holly Shop, I'll, I'll get your name right. I promise that, Lee. Yeah, that's my opinion on that. Cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know, the broom of change sweeps all clean and, and sweeps everything away, and. Um, things do seem to be changing in Hollywood. I mean, the wheels turn slowly, but they do turn. Um, so we can hope that in the future, you know, the things that we love are going to be treated with the same respect as, as everything else, uh, because that's all we ask for at the end of the day. Um, so as long as we have that, I think we're, we're good to go. But guys, thanks for that. Um, that was very informative, and that was an interesting debate. And for you people watching at home, do not ever let the award ceremonies or lack thereof put you off from the stuff that you love. If you love it, love it and cherish it. It's precious. It's beautiful. Share it with everyone else. That is how our culture grows. That is how it becomes better. That is how we all become one. <laughs> so that was my um, peaceful, peaceful, loving message for today. <laughs> All right, cool, guys. Well, we've got um, a few minutes left. Uh, so did you want to give a shout-out for anything you're working on or make any other recommendations? Um, Alvin, you want to go first? Uh, nah, nah, not really. I mean, well, obviously, on Twitter, Facebook. Well, no, not on Facebook. On Twitter, on Instagram. 
Uh, I'm doing a few vids maybe for my YouTube channel some point soon. So if you follow me on Instagram and uh, and the Twitter, you'll uh, you'll eventually see those go up and uh, and hopefully you enjoy them when they're about. Cool, cool. Oh, by the way, um, make sure you um, send us a link for your channel because um, what I'll do, listeners and watchers, is I'll link um, Alvin's channel to ours as well so you can see some of the stuff that um, he's been working on. He's got a, a couple of great videos up um, from the Star Wars Celebration Europe that, that happened earlier in the summer. Um, so, yeah, make sure you send me over the link and I'll, I'll link that onto we'll the, the podcast as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, Rich, anything you want to... Else, you want to recommend, or anybody you want to shout out, or anything like that? You know, what, I'm gonna keep on saying it, but um, if you guys got any comic book readers out there, pick up the Black Panther comic book, pick up Pyraman and Iron Fist. Uh, amazing art, beautiful writing, especially, especially Black Panther. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't push those, push those hard enough. Book-wise, I'm reading a book called Six of Crows by Leigh Bardugo. Um, Basically, six dangerous outcasts, one impossible heist, uh, includes a bit of magic and fantasy. You can't go wrong. Um, Maria, oh my gosh, I've, now I've got, a, I've got a blank. Go pick up her book, which was released uh, not too long ago. Um, Who's afraid? Uh, basically, we'll, we'll put some links in. We'll put some links uh, when, when we put it up, so you can chase it up as well. And that's about a girl who finds out that she's half werewolf. I did an inter- a little 60-second interview with her. Um, a, a couple of weeks ago, which is also on the page, go pick up her book. There, so that's an amazing read. And Liz as well. You need to go and pick up her books. Um, I forgot the names of them. I'm really, really bad at, at promoting them. Sorry, but like I said, we'll put them in the links. And for me myself, I've got one or two articles uh, which should be posted at some point next week on the Wulong site. And I'm getting a tattoo on Saturday. Well, another tattoo. Which is obviously geek inspired, and um, there should there's a few hints on my rich reviews Instagram page as to what it may be, but uh, you'll see the you'll see the unveiled thing on on Saturday Saturday evening. So uh, yeah, that's me done really. Cool, cool. Well, as Richard is so terrible at promotion, um, I'll just clarify that Liz <laughs> is actually a novelist called Liz Diego, and her yeah. most recent book is called Banished, I believe. Um, but it's actually part of a trilogy, isn't it, Rich? It's like yeah, the, yes. um, yeah, yeah. Um, she's actually a really, really good writer. I've read uh, one of her books, and um, it's really, awesome. really good. And yeah, yeah, she's she's cool actually as well. I've only met her briefly, um, but we watched Avengers: Age of Ultron together. So you know, like <laughs> anybody who does that is is cool people in, in my book. So. Um, yeah, she's a very, very nice person. And um, Maria, what's Maria's surname, Rich? I can't remember. Man, I, I, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> put on the spot, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you live in New Zealand, so you probably won't get this for like another 67 hours or some shit like that. Like... <laughs> yeah, they, they, they'll probably need to pay a hobbit to go deliver it to her um, <laughs> by a horseback or hold something. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that was slightly racist, man. <laughs> what are you cussing hobbits for, bro? <laughs> I don't care. I hate hobbits. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I hate hobbits. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I can't digest. Um, 
but yes, uh, Maria's actually on social media as Movie Maz, um, so you can follow her there. Um, and you can get updates on what she's doing and what she's working on. Um, I believe she was recently doing um, some suggested reading at a library in New Zealand recently. Um, that was something I saw. So, uh, yeah, definitely go and check her out. Um, as Richard mentioned, of course, we've got the blog going up. Um, and, gentlemen, before we go as well, because I, I completely forgot, um, yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the Super Nintendo. Um, so just seeing that kind of brought back so many good memories for me about uh, that console, because that console was just amazing. It really, really was. Um, quick thoughts on the uh, Super Nintendo and its place in gaming history. Uh, Richard? Uh, amazing piece of it was an amazing upgrade from the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, and generally kept Nintendo afloat for the longest time. Slightly deviating, because I know we're going to stay on the Nintendo, Super Nintendo thing. But yesterday was also, I think, like, the anniversary of when The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News was released and it reached number one. And obviously anybody who knows that, that's the main theme for the Back to the Future, Back to the Future film. But, um, but back to the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, yeah man, I wish, I, 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 they're bringing out that little Nintendo Entertainment System that you can just plug into the TV and play games straight from it. They need to do a Super Nintendo version of that. Like that, that That's how much, like with all the technology we've got now with Xboxes and PS4s, there's only a handful of games that are amazing on these consoles now, but the Super Nintendo, wow. Super Soccer, F-Zero, Super Mario World, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2, the list goes on and on, man. Like, it was an amazing an amazing machine. That, that that made me become a bum. That's why I work in a dead-end job now. I played that, man. <laughs> but it was worth it. If I had the chance to change it, I wouldn't. I'd do it all the same all over again. I love Super Nintendo. Cool. Alvin, did you ever mess with the Super Nintendo, man? Yeah, and the fact that you just told me it's 25 years old makes me feel fucking sick. Like, it literally makes me want to throw the fuck up. Because those days, like, I remember those days, man, like, playing football for, like, five hours in the park and then go around to a friend's house and then fucking banging in some Street Fighter 2 Turbo and fucking shit like that, man. Fuck. I can't believe it's been that bloody long. But great console, man. It will always be like one of Nintendo's best, to be honest. Um, and I think, you know, you got after that, you got the N64 and that. But I, I mean, where Nintendo are now, it's not like how they were back in the day. You know mm. what I mean? Back in the day, they were one of the big two. Now they're not part of the fight anymore. It's like they quit, and so they're doing their own thing, their own thing. But back in yeah. the day, Sega versus Nintendo, that's that's what it was. You know what I mean? They were the big two. And fuck yeah, I mean, big up to uh, big up to the fucking SNES man. You can yeah. still get them um, like decently priced, I think, as well. Yeah, rare rare games are are quite expensive though. But yeah, if you, if you get your hands on a SNES if you can, man, because they're still lurking about, which mm. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Richard, you were saying something? Like I say, <laughs> Sega versus Nintendo. That that was that was like our generation's DC mm. versus Marvel, man. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Sonic that, Mario. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. But allowed to have both consoles, man. Lord forbids. <laughs> well, no. There was um. There's a kid that I went to school with who had both. Oh yeah. And um. Yeah, he was one of them. Yeah, he was one of them spoiled little brats in it. 
And um, yeah, he had both of them, so I used to just live in his house and play both. Oh, so you but, befriended him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, you so you've got a Super Nintendo and a Mega Drive. Okay, what really? You like EastEnders too? I like EastEnders. No, we've got to go back to your house and watch EastEnders, man. <laughs> and no, 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 no. We're not watching EastEnders really. Put put on the thing, man. Put put on the console. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I think, like, nothing will beat the kind of thrill of playing Street Fighter 2 on a console at home for the first time, because um, I'm quite a big, like, arcade geek, and uh, I wrote an article on the blog uh, last year about, um, you know, my favourite uh, arcade games, and arcade games were really a big portion of, of my game in the early days, um, because in the early days, I didn't really have consoles, so... Um, one of the arcade games that made the biggest impact on me was Street Fighter 2 and um, being able to play that like in the comfort of a home and, and sit down with a controller and, and to have tournaments at people's houses where you turn up at a Saturday on a friend's house and there'd be like 15 guys in there, the room would smell like B.O. and God knows what but you didn't even care because we were all just there playing Street Fighter That that is like unforgettable and Mario Kart of course as well, Mario Kart was another one that um, became, you know, synonymous with um, our social lives and, um, you know, it became a thing to, to, like, in the way people kind of Netflix and chill now, it became a, a thing to kind of go around and, and battle people at Mario Kart, um, you know, and, and shoot the breeze and, and chat. Um, it was, you know, so many good memories. I'm, I'm getting all wistful and teary as I think about it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the, the Super Nintendo was just an amazing games console. It really was um, such a leap from the, the NES, um, from the original NES to, to that. And um, as you said, Rich, I'm, I'm kind of gutted that, you know, we're, we're getting an NES remake and not a, a Super Nintendo remake. But <clears throat> as you said, Alf, they're still out there. Um, so, you know, maybe... And Christmas, if I'm a good boy, I might get one. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the NX <laughs> when they release the NX because it's Android based. Hopefully, they'll fucking release some of their older games for cheap. Ah, mm. oh, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, that would be sweet. That'd be very sweet. Cool. All right, man. Well, we've come to the end of episode six of the Woodland Tools podcast. Thanks a lot to everybody who's watching this video. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, uh, you can contact us via email. Um, that is wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's also in the description on our YouTube webpage as well, so you can send us your questions if you have anything or if you've got topic ideas that you want us to debate. Um, we can do that too. And if you've got anything that you're promoting as well and you'd like us to give you a shout-out or even if you just want us to say hi to you on the podcast that's really not a biggie so you know by all means get in touch and um, we can do that for you we're also uh, out on Instagram actively myself and Richard um, uh, are posting quite regularly on there now so come and say hi just look for Wulong Talks on Instagram and you'll find us there um, and I'm also on Twitter um, at Wulong Talks as well um, Rich do you want to give out any uh, contact details for yourself yeah uh, Instagram at Rich, Rich, at Rich Reviews uh, also, Twitter, at and like we've said already before, the website, you know, that, that, we're, that we're doing. And, yeah, that's it. Is there anybody else that I really want to big, do, do a shout-out for? Um, no, I'm good for the moment, you know? Yeah. 
Cool, cool. If you've got a Twitter account, make sure you go and follow Richard and then abuse him at his uh, inability to understand Twitter. It'd be hilarious. I'll get this, this, this abuse and I'll be able to read it. I won't be able to reply to it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Nice, mate. <laughs> <laughs> cool, Alvin. You want to give a final shout um, for your contact and where you're at on social yeah. media in the wide world? Yeah, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Twitter. In fact, I keep on doing that. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Big A eighty five GL, which is definitely the um, the um, that handle. Uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Just follow me on those. Um, yeah, I've got a, a YouTube as well, um, but you said you'll put the description, the, the link in the description. So if you want to yeah. find it, I think you can find it under the Mank Geek or Big A. Um, try both, whatever. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You put the Big A. Eh? Yeah, well, it's under Big A ah. or the Mank Geek. That's it. That's, that's, one, that's one more in the fucking book for you, bro. The Big A. Why? What? If you can't see it, you can't see it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> this podcast, man, is chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> All right, people, we're out of here. Um, you have a good evening. Um, enjoy yourselves, and uh, we'll see you in a fortnight. Goodbye. Happy <laughs> then. <laughs>